Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 53. In today's episode, I will be sharing six common financial mistakes that nine to five professionals must avoid and how this is holding them back from becoming financially independent. As you may know, the majority of the boss of my money audience consists of women and women who work nine to five jobs. I do have listeners and clients who are either stay at home moms or they are on no income due to not being able to work, but mainly our audience is working women. I also have clients who are business owners and they come to me for help on how they can manage their finances in terms of what they pay themselves and managing the money that they pay themselves. But for today's podcast, I am talking to nine to five working women. So someone recently asked me what a nine to five was, right? So I don't want to assume that everybody knows what a nine to five is. So to clarify, a nine to five job is one where you work between the hours of 9am and 5pm usually Monday through to Friday. So even if you work a shift, um, that can be termed as nine to five. I know some people do shift work where they might, you know, do 11 to seven or 12 to eight or two to 10 or three to 11. But in a nutshell, it is a situation in which you are an employee who works for an hourly rate on a defined set of responsibilities and You either receive a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly income in return for the service that you provide to your employer. So this is a very important topic because a lot of women, um, it's not that they don't have money. They have the money, right? They receive a very generous weekly or bi-weekly or monthly salary. Money is coming in. The issue that we have is that they don't know how to manage their money um, the way that they work so hard for it, right? So whether you are doing a nine to five or you do shift work or you do four days on, four days off, it's important that the money that you're working for, that you're able to manage that and you're able to get that money to work just as hard as you do for it. So today I want to share six common financial mistakes that nine to five professionals must avoid and why these mistakes are holding them back. So I'll mention what the six mistakes are and then I'll go on to deep dive into um, each of them. So common mistake number one is that despite having a good job, 
and earning a decent salary, nine to five professionals find themselves living paycheck to paycheck. Financial mistake number two is that they struggle with lifestyle inflation. Mistake number three is that they are trying to get out of this um, vicious debt cycle. There's issues around debt, right? They're forever in debt and they're always trying to get out, always trying to get out and never actually been done with it. Financial mistake number four is not being able to save, um, even though they have the funds to be able to do so. Financial mistake number five is being scared and confused about investing. And finally, date number six is finding themselves repeating the same money mistakes year after year. So let me explain um, why these, these are problems and why these common mistakes need to be addressed um, in a bit more detail. So despite having a job and earning a reasonable salary, many nine to five professional women are unable to support their current lifestyle and they are forced to live paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck living is when you get your wages and it is quickly depleted or you find yourself without money two weeks or or a week before your next paycheck. Therefore, what often occurs between paydays is that you end up incurring an overdraft, you resort to using your credit card, or you end up borrowing more money to just make up for the days that are left onto your next payday. And there you have it. The terrible cycle of payday to payday living continues. And this is a problem since you're not addressing the core source of what the problem is, of why are you running out of money, you know, so soon before the month ends. Um, There's a lady, I can't remember her name, but she has this saying that you have more days left in the month than you do in, in your paycheck. So it really is getting to the bottom of why that is. Why are you running out of money? Um, and why are you living paycheck to paycheck? That's a very common mistake that a lot of nine to five professionals have. Struggling to keep up with lifestyle inflation. This is also known as cost of living. This simply implies that when a nine to five working person gets their first job, whether it's after university or after having a kid and returning back to the working environment, or if they're an immigrant, like my parents, you know, they weren't born in the UK, they migrated over. And so no matter what stage of life you find yourself, you go from being able to survive on a thousand pounds a month or 12,000 pounds a year, you suddenly get a job that's paying you 20,000 a year. And instead of, um, you know, maybe only increasing your lifestyle expenses to about 13,000 or 15,000, we end up increasing our lifestyle expenses to 20K, right? And we end up matching our income with what we're spending every month. And so even though on paper, you should be better off, you're not because you're always spending the same as you earn, even when you're earning more. So most nine to five professionals, their reality is that they are spending more than they earn. And this is a significant issue for nine to five professionals because every time they get a higher paying job, they get a promotion, they throw it away or the cost of living, you know, goes up for them. They upgrade their phone, they buy a new car, they move into a bigger house. And so if you are spending everything that comes in, how can you pay the debt that you already have? 
right? How can you save for your future and for your children's future? The third common financial mistake that nine to five professionals have is that they are in this continuous cycle of trying to pay off their debt, right? They're forever trying to pay off their debt. They never get to the place where they completely become debt free. And this is a significant issue. And the reason why is that it contributes to the other problems that they have around their finances. So if you spend all your money before the following paycheck and you continue to increase your living expenditures, you will inevitably get into debt, right? It's a simple formula. One plus one is two. Spending more than you earn, it's going to equals you getting into debt. And it is avoidable, right? It's avoidable. So you end up having a large number of nine to five professionals who, although they have a decent job and they're being paid well, they have amassed an enormous amount of debt and are unable to pay it off. This results in a slew of additional difficulties. For example, being unable to get a mortgage due to having excessive debt, having a negative credit score due to having high debt to income ratio and skipping payments. And these are just to name a few, right? And that used to be me for sure. That definitely used to be me. Yep, three years ago, that was my reality. So I know what I'm talking about. The fourth common mistake that nine to five professionals make is incapable of saving money even when they have sufficient finances to do so, right? It's a big mistake. And I hope that you can see the pattern here and the connection between all of the points that I am making. Savings is just as important as earning money and paying bills. If I were the prime minister of the United Kingdom, I would make it mandatory for every single nine to five worker to save 10% of their salary on a monthly basis. I actually have a client who is from the Caribbean and when they take out a loan or a car payment, and I don't think the whole of Caribbean operates this way, um, but I think she's from Montserrat and I know that this is what they do there. When you take out a loan or a car payment, they not only make you pay the monthly payments for that loan, but in addition, you also save a portion of the monthly payment in case you fall behind on making your payments. So every month, what you're paying, some of it goes towards you paying off that debt, but another portion of it goes towards you building savings. Plus at the completion of your payment, providing that you haven't fallen behind on your payments, you will walk away with the debt paid in full, but you'd also walk away with savings generated throughout the months or the year that you've taken out that loan or had that debt. I absolutely love that idea. I feel like it's logical and I wish that we had something similar in the UK. It's a way of stating that if you want to take on debt, you also need to be able to save at the same time. If not, then you can't afford the debt that you want to take. Saving money is essential and I cannot emphasize this enough. Buying a car or, you know, financing it or having a credit card should not get in the way of you saving money each month. The average household in the UK and in the United States does not have between 500 to 800 pounds to cover an emergency. 
right? And this explains why nine to five professionals accumulate so much debt. So that's a fourth mistake that they make is that they always have debt and they never seem to get out. The fifth common financial mistake that nine to five professionals make is that they are fearful and perplexed about investing. And indeed, that was me. Okay. That was definitely me. You know, you know how you believe that living in a mansion is only for wealthy people. That is how I felt about investing. I assumed that it was reserved for the wealthy and I had no business considering investing. I didn't even know anything about it. However, investing is not nearly as frightening as it seems, right? So I hope that I can make you feel better. It's not as scary as it seems. It's not as complicated as it seems. It is complex, but it's not complicated, right? It pro they probably mean the same thing anyway. <laughs> but today, more and more women are investing and the investing discussion is becoming more inclusive. It's a subject that we're growing more comfortable with talking about and addressing. The dilemma that nine to five professionals have is that since they're unable to address the other problems that I have described, they often seek quick fixes when it comes to investing and they end up losing their money. They never begin investing um, because they are in debt and they have little money that's left every month. They don't have disposable income. They don't educate themselves about investing or seek guidance in how to get started. And investing is necessary, right? And the sooner you begin, the better for you, because it means that you are giving your money more time to grow, right? And it means that you are building wealth for yourself, for the future, for you and your family. And obviously there's a proper way to begin, right? So I wouldn't just throw yourself at it. I would definitely say, have a plan, get educated, you know, have a roadmap, but definitely get started. Because if you don't, you will lose your money if you just walk straight into it. And finally, finding yourself repeating the same money mistakes year after year. This is a significant milestone for me. Um, this is definitely something that I have grown in. and. Once I started learning from my financial mistakes, I saw the biggest growth on my financial journey because we are not the wiser as grown-ups, right? It's not only the teenagers and millennials that make financial blunders. Mature women in their 40s and 50s continue to make the same financial errors year after year. They make the same mistakes as they did in their younger years. So stop having you know, a go at the younger people for not being good with money and take a look at yourself. Parents, you should be setting an example for your children. You should be acting as that role model where they can look at your life and how you manage your finances and be able to learn from that so they don't make the same mistakes in their life. Now, look, I will never judge someone for making a mistake. Mistakes, if you learn from them, can actually be beneficial. I encourage my clients to take action and make mistakes. I celebrate their mistakes as much as I celebrate their achievements. However, you need to learn from your mistakes and you need to utilize your mistakes as a springboard towards achieving your financial goals. So no more excuses. If you missed a minimum payment on your debt for the first time and you saw how that impacted your credit score, 
don't do it again. Make sure you have money in your account so that when your direct debits are due, they can be paid. So you went out and you spent money on that night out because you didn't plan for it. And now you've ended up having to pay interest on a 50 pound night out that you had because you used your credit card or you went into your overdraft or you went on a shopping spree and put it on on your credit card and now you're having to pay interest over it. When you should have just saved for it, stop repeating these mistakes. Learn from them so that you can achieve your financial goals. As a member of the Boss of My Money community, my desire for you is that as we travel this path together, I want to meet you where you are at. But I also don't want to keep having the same discussions with the same individuals over and over again. After six months to a year, you need to be able to have control of your budget, right? We can't continue to discuss your lack of budgeting. This indicates that you're not serious about you know, your financial independence and you are playing small. After six months of focusing on you paying off your debts and you growing your savings, unless you have a big setback, your debt should be reducing and your savings should be growing. That, my friend, is my prayer for you. So if you have some way, somehow connected with any of these issues, it's due time that you pay serious attention to your financial situation. It's past time that you take action and you commit to solving the issue once and for all. And yes, I understand, I get it. It's not easy, it's difficult. And you've undoubtedly tried and failed maybe a few times. That's okay, get back on track. And this time stick with it, right? If you never have considered making changes in your financial situation, now is the time. And I have a variety of resources available that can assist you. You can either schedule a one-to-one budgeting session with me. And this is basically where we discuss any challenges that you're having around your finances. Um, We set your goals, whether it's your six-month goal, your one-year goal, your five-year goals, and we put a practical budget together for you. I have a 90 days boss of my budget program. I've discovered that my clients that work with me for three months are more likely to stick to their budget long-term. So if this is something that interests you and you're interested in booking, then do send me a DM on Instagram or a Facebook messenger on my Facebook page at boss of my money, or you can email support at bossofmymoney.co.uk. And if you're looking for something more than just budgeting, and you want to look at your overall financial wellness, I also have a six-month accountability program in which I teach you the 10 financial success principles, and I guide you through the fundamentals of personal finance. It's a hybrid of um, course. Um, It has a combination of financial education training with hands-on financial coaching and accountability. So although doors are closed at the moment, so we're not taking anybody on right now, um, I'm currently delivering the sessions um, and the program with a group of ladies that joined in the last cohort. But you can join the waitlist for when we reopen doors again, either mid-end January or maybe early February. I haven't decided on the exact date yet. But what you want to do is visit bossofmymoney.com slash waitlist 
so that you can get on the wait list so when doors are open, you will be the first to know. So my friend, whichever method you choose to get your finances in order, be sure to not waste time and don't give up on the process. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you and it's helped you in some way, I would love for you to let me know. Um, either send me an Instagram DM or you can email me at support at bossofmymoney.co.uk. And if you got a lot of value from this podcast, please share it to anybody that you think could benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.